So after watching The Last Dance, I think, well, I, I don't know what my feelings are to be exact. Part of me has gained more respect for Michael Jordan. Part of me has gained less respect for Michael Jordan based on how he treated people. I'm torn because I grew up like a Kobe fan, right? Kobe's like a carbon copy of Michael Jordan. I'm not a big LeBron fan. So when everybody talks about who the GOAT is, part of me wants to say Jordan. But then part of me is like, well, Michael Jordan always had super duper great players, etc. However, or at least that's what I thought. However... If you think about it, he's had Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen, don't get me wrong. But then for one of his three PTs, Charles Oakley and like Bill Cartwright or whatever, or Charles Oakley and Scottie Pippen, I mean, those guys are great, but they're they're nobody that like LeBron's ever had. Like LeBron played with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade at the same time. And he had Ray Allen for one of his championships also. So I mean I mean and no, he wasn't in his prime Ray Allen, but he was still a very good contributor. So for me personally, I could say that Michael Jordan did it with the least amount of help. I mean, in terms of championship pedigree, almost everybody who's won a championship, superstars won a championship, has had an elite big man, an elite big man. Michael Jordan never did. The best big man he ever had in terms of the center position was probably either Luke Longley or uh, Bill Cartwright. And I mean... Neither of those guys were special. Luke Longley, Longley averaged like four points a game for his career. Bill Cartwright was like a one-time all-star, but had like the most goofy jump shot you'd, you'd ever see, was too slow and et cetera. I mean, and then the next best big that he had in terms of, of what an actual big man does was Horace Grant. And then obviously he had the worm, Dennis Rodman. But, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I th- I think in some ways, what makes him so much greater is the fact that his teammates, quote unquote, said, sure, he was an asshole, he was a jerk, etc. He crossed the line. But when you look back on it, he did it to win. But is that really what a leader is? Now, like, obviously, those guys needed that type of leadership because they responded to it and they rose to the occasion, right? I mean... How many game-winning, like Steve Kerr hit a game-winning shot after getting punched in the face by Michael Jordan. So, I mean, that's kind of interesting to me because, like, a good leader knows how to lead his his troops, right? And he knew that everybody on that team needed him to be hard on them in order to bring out the absolute best in them. Because if you think about it, when those guys were on other teams... Obviously, previously, not so much after because they had all that experience already, but sometimes after. But previously, they were okay. They, like, did their thing a little bit. They were all right, but, like, no. Like, Michael Jordan made Steve Kerr a household name in basketball. He was good on the Cavaliers prior, but he didn't average he didn't average many points. I think he averaged, like, most he ever averaged with his career, I think, was, like, eight, eight per game. Maybe I don't think he ever averaged double digits, so I mean... Like, in that regard, Michael Jordan, like, took these guys who weren't necessarily household names and whatever and and made them superstars. Now, Kobe, to me, I mean, Phil Jackson even said this in one of his books. He said, Kobe is the most skilled basketball player of all time. Michael Jordan is 
the greatest. And what he means by that is like in terms of Michael was more like, well, Michael was more of an impact player when he came into the league at an earlier time. Michael was more like a brother to Phil Jackson where Kobe was more like a son. So in other words, Michael Jordan, he, he, he'd come to practice he push everybody. He'd be like, yo, let's go. Like, like I want to do this. Like, I'm going to run this. Like, you guys are going to do what I say. Kobe would kind of have to, like, ask Phil for permission. Now, I mean, I agree with the fact that Kobe's the most skilled player ever because if you think about it, people say that he's an exact copy of Michael Jordan. Now, like, to most extents, he is, right? However, I would say this. Kobe's first three years in the league before he got, like, superstar, superstar great and became, like, one of the greatest players of all time. He was he was doing his own thing. He was balling out. I mean, my man's literally had two Hall of Fame careers. Like, pretty sure Kobe Kobe won three championships as number eight, two as number twenty four. Dude was like at least a six time All Star in each. I mean, it was crazy, man. It was it was ridiculous. I mean, the pure insanity of that man was crazy. Especially because coming out in the combine, you know, he only had, well, first of all, he was only 17, right? His, I mean, his parents, for Christ's sake, had to, had to like, co-sign his contract almost, pretty much. But then, then also, like, his combine vert was only 29 inches. That's nothing. That is nothing for a pro NBA player. Especially a guard, especially a two guard who's supposed to leap and jump like crazy and all this stuff. Uh, I mean... Jordan's vert, I mean, dude could jump 33 inches, 30, probably more than that, probably between, I would say between 35 and 40 inches into the air and fly and stay there for long, long periods of time. So to me, it's kind of crazy, but, uh, I mean, and the fact that Kobe didn't have that athletic ability, but still made up for it. Like Kobe is probably the greatest bad shot maker of all time, but is it really a bad shot? if you practice taking those shots, right? Like it, it's a bad shot to you or me, just like somebody who's like, like the naked eye, obviously like I play basketball. I'm not Kobe Bryant ever, but like 99% of basketball players would say those are bad shots. However, Kobe practiced bad shots and was notorious for that. I also think the leadership styles were, were different. I mean, the whole like locker room dynamics between Kobe and Mike was different in terms of, the fact that in his locker room, Michael Jordan never had a personality who was bigger than his, right? Like he, like he never had that. Or, or like when he got Dennis Rodman, who had a bigger personality, Dennis knew not to like challenge Mike. Like Dennis knew to stay in his place for lack of for lack of a better word to use. Where in Kobe's locker room, I mean, when he first got into the league, like. They had guys like Rick Fox and stuff on a squad. And like those dudes are like established players, right? I mean, great dudes. And then obviously they had Shaquille O'Neal, who's the most dominant basketball player ever. And then you see this young kid come in younger than you saying, oh, no, wait, this is my team now. I'm going to take over and all of this. So like, I mean, how is that? How is that really a thing? Like, how would you feel if some young kid came and took over and you were great at something? some young kid came to take over and tried to put and tried to put you down and whatever and, and tried to be better than you and and not and not per se make and not per se make the adjustments right away 
Now, obviously, Kobe and Shaq worked well together enough to win three chips. I mean, they were the, probably the, I could argue they, they, I could argue that they're the greatest, I mean, they're the second greatest one-two punch in NBA history behind Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. I mean, Shaq is the single most dominant force in the league, in league history. I mean, so my point that I'm trying to draw back to is Michael Jordan had had to be that leader in the locker room, right? Because nobody else was there to contest him, right? Where Kobe, when he was in the locker room, had a bunch of people contesting him. So he he had, I wouldn't say he had necessarily more of a chip on his shoulder, but a different kind of chip on his shoulder as opposed to Michael Jordan because their re- re- reputation when they came into the league was Michael Jordan was like only known for getting scoring titles right before he got Scottie Pippen and like doing all of this. And that's what fueled him. Like the fact that he got cut from his high school team, that's what fueled him to do all of this stuff. That's what his competitive drive was and where his will to win came from. And the fact that he, was, he always used to get beat by his brother and whatever. Kobe, like he just he just had it. I mean, his dad was his dad was a really good NBA player. I mean, very popular household name, Joe Jelly Bean Bryant. I mean, but Kobe's chip was like coming in like he wanted to be the best. And at all costs, he was gonna be the best. And I think I personally think that him wanting to be the best cost him two more championships in his career. I mean, the dude probably could have had seven if him and Shaquille O'Neal stayed together. I mean, let, let's think about it. Who was gonna stop him? Who? No one. Kobe won the first three chips with Shaq when he wasn't even in the prime of his career yet. What would have happened when he was in the prime of his career with Shaquille O'Neal winning? Crazy thing was, if Shaq, Shaq wasn't even in shape when they won those championships. He was out of shape. Still cooked a bunch of people. So, just imagine. So, yeah, Kobe Kobe had someone contesting him, so... He 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 had a kind of bark more or like like his relationship was more different, right? Like I mean, he he kind of had had a different dynamic in the locker room. So I hate I hate what when when people say he wasn't that good of a leader, et cetera, et cetera, right? It's not that he was a different kind of leader. But what makes a good leader, as I alluded to earlier, is being able to like adapt and do all this stuff for your teammates. Like for example. Michael Jordan never learned a language to communicate with a teammate, right? Michael Jordan never, never would, you know, do that stuff. Like he'd be nice to his teammates, obviously, and stuff like that. But Kobe literally would communicate in Italian to Pau Gasol because that was the best way for him to understand what he was talking about. He didn't have to do that. He could have just spoke English and let Pau figure it out. But no, he was a good teammate. I mean, it wasn't Italian. He spoke Spanish to Pal. I'm sorry. And he um he did that, and he didn't have to do that. And like, just that small thing is like, just that small thing is how you is how you get is how you get from being good to a great leader, right? I mean, like, think about it. Kobe Bryant <laughs> won a championship with. Don't get me wrong; these are good players. Pal Gasol is a great player. Lamar Odom's a great player. But when your supporting cast is Smush Parker, Devon George, that's not good. That is terrible. He did that and he brought the best out of those guys. Like it it is completely and utterly insane. Hence why I have an issue when it comes to saying that LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. Name me a time when LeBron played defense. Actually played defense. And I'm talking about 
Playing defense isn't just about blocking shots or getting steals. Playing actual defense. Kobe Bryant, at one point in his career for a couple year span, was probably the best offensive and a top three defensive player in the league. He literally held Allen Iverson almost scoreless in a half of basketball. AI dropped 40 on Kobe. Kobe went back and watched every single one of his games from his AAU days up just so he could guard him and shut him down. And he did it. That is the maniacal devotion that this man had for his sport and being the best. And he always was accountable no matter what. You never heard him blame anybody else. He knew that he was the best player and had to take responsibility no matter what. Even if it wasn't his fault. Even if he didn't take the last shot. Even if he gave the ball up to, let's say, a guy like a Steve Blake and Steve Blake missed a shot. Kobe's like, yeah, well, I was the one who gave him the ball. Like, at the end of the day, I'm that leader. Like, I'm that dude. I'm gonna t- I have to take that shot. The difference is when LeBron gives up the ball or gave up the ball, there's no reason he shouldn't get to the paint at will. There's no, re- I don't like, yeah, sometimes he makes great pass. He's a great passer. I'm never going to take that away from LeBron. LeBron's a great player. I'm never going to take that away from him. However, did he play his, did he play most of his career in the hand check era? No, he didn't. Um, did LeBron James have better teammates than Kobe Bryant when he won his championships? Yeah, I could argue. Except for maybe one. Yeah, I could argue. I mean, Chris Bosh is an 11-time All-Star. It was a double-double machine, I think, on his Toronto Raptors years. He was at like 24-12 and 12 or 24-13. and 13. Like, he was a freaking monster. I mean, Dwayne Wade is maybe, maybe probably top five at his position of all time is going to go down as one of the greatest players in NBA history. Uh, Kyrie Irving's the greatest ball handler, one of the greatest ball handlers to have ever played. Kevin Love, if you forget, I mean, when he was on Minnesota, made, I mean, broke Moses Malone's double-double record. Like, he's a machine. I mean, Kobe played with, I mean, yeah, Kobe played with Shaq. I mean, obviously Shaq's the most dominant player, right? I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'm never going to say that. No, but Kobe's a, she had Shaq. But when he had Shaq, who else did he really have? He had guys like Robert Ory and stuff and good players, but none of them were great. None of them were at those guys' levels. At any point, like, when LeBron won his chips with the Heat, like, when, when LeBron won with the Heat, this man had a team loaded with Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, himself, Udonis Haslam, not a bad player, good player, Mario Chalmers, very good player, a couple other pretty good names, Naris Cole, I believe, was there on the team, not a superstar, but a really good player at the time, single-handedly lost to Dirk Nowinski, because he wasn't built for the moment. LeBron James is a great basketball player, but there's no reason that if he's six foot eight, 260 pounds and as big and fast as he is, he doesn't go up and take that last shot. And if he doesn't take that last shot at the end of the game, don't get mad and whine and complain and tell everybody, oh, well, it's not my fault. He missed the shot. No, you take accountability at the end of the day. It's your team. That's how people look at it. It is your team. You are LeBron James. You take that responsibility and do what you have to do. That's my honest opinion. And also, to me, 
what makes one of the greatest players of all time is somebody who is the best on both sides of the ball. LeBron's obviously blocked a lot of shots, done a lot of things, but was he ever really an elite defender? Maybe in the beginning of his career for the first two or three years, but I still wouldn't even say so. He was never an elite defender. He blocked shots and got steals because he's so big and so athletic and so fast and strong. But an elite defender was Kobe Bryant. An elite defender was Michael Jordan, who won Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, these guys are elite, elite defenders. Like, LeBron had to get pushed by Kyle Kuzma to play defense. It's just another recent example. How many times have you seen LeBron get lost on a play? What makes LeBron so great on the defensive end, though, is the fact that he's a really good help defender. But on ball, he doesn't do anything. Like, I mean, in that, in that, in the finals, when when KD, they kept switching KD on LeBron. They kept pick and rolling, trying to get pick and rolling on LeBron to get the switch, and then leaving KD on Kevin Love. There's no reason. If you're LeBron James, and I don't care what anybody says, there's no reason if you're LeBron James, you don't take that challenge. The best guard the best, and I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if you're a bad defender or a good defender. Another example, when Carmelo Anthony played Kobe Bryant in the Western Conference Finals, he guarded him. No one else, he guarded him. I mean, obviously for different possessions, but yeah, Carmelo guarded him, and they went at each other. And it didn't matter that Kobe took him for 30-something because Melo took him for 30-something. But it's the point that the best guard the best. It's almost a cop-out to not do that. As such a, as that, that good of a player. That is my pet peeve that I have with, with LeBron James. I also have a pet peeve in terms of, obviously, he's so great. Obviously, his usage rate, I mean, through the roof, the dude takes such good care of his body. But LeBron James had meltdowns in the finals. I don't care. He never lost the first round series, but he lost more finals than he won. Michael Jordan's undefeated. Kobe went to 7-1-5. Right? I mean, like, there's something about being, being able to will your team to do something that is totally different. That's just an uncanny ability that that people have like it's so it's so crazy it it is one of those things that is wild superstars should take accountability no matter what the end of the day it was their team at the end of the day they're the ones who have to who, who have to answer when their team's not playing well and That's a wrap for now.